So what if we get to, I don't know, three weeks from now and we're a week out from the NFL draft and as much as it pains me to say it, what if, what if, what if all of a sudden the amount of dead in the U.S. has gone from a couple of hundred like it is now to thousands, like tens of thousands, a la the H1N1 virus from about 10 plus years ago. What does the NFL do in that situation, Matt? You know, this is a league that has been criticized for placing its own interests over what's going on in the country at times. You know, it drew criticism for holding NFL free agency during this time. And as much as I think the league would love to hold the NFL draft in its in the form it's plans to with no fans. If we reach a point in this epidemic where thousands of people are dead and this country has had a far greater crisis than we are now, I think the NFL will make the decision, you know what, we need to postpone this and focus all our efforts on doing all we can. Football will, and this is rare for the NFL, football will be secondary. Real-life matters will be far more important. So I think you'd see the NFL decide, okay, no NFL draft for quite some time. Welcome to NFL Reckless Speculation. It's your good friend. It's your pal. It's your compadre. It's TC, everybody. How you doing? On the big show today, Mr. Matt Johnson, once again, you can follow him on Twitter at MattJ underscore sports. So, okay, I get that. But at what point do we let... I mean, I, I understand. Okay, I understand all the safety precautions. I get it. I get it. But at what point do we let this overwhelm us completely and just stop life as we know it? And I'm and I'm playing devil's advocate here. So, so you can go after me, but I, I, I'm going to play devil's advocate. But it, yeah, at what, what point do we just stop everything and just hole up and wait for the sun to shine again? And, you know, that's the interesting thing, because we as people, we're very, it's, you know, that fight or flight sense when there's a sense of fear, how we react says everything about us. And right now it is protect, protect, protect. And that's why we're seeing everyone, you know, stay indoors or just, you know, don't go outside, don't do this, don't do that. So I think right now it's all going to be reacting based out of that fear and not wanting this to spread, you know, and one thing I will say with the NFL is that I still feel like at the point where even if this doesn't progress in a worst case scenario, I still think we'll see the NFL draft. I think it'll be very different. It's not going to be like in years past where Roger Goodell walks up to the podium. It'll be different general managers, you know, they'll press the, uh, they'll turn off the mute on the conference call. And then say, you know, for instance, Miami Dolphins, we select Tua Tagovailoa. It'll immediately cut to a studio where you know, analysts will weigh the pick and then it'll go on to the next pick. It's going to be a, I think it'll be a very different atmosphere. And I think that's the most realistic possibility here instead of the worst case scenario where there's just nothing and we have nothing going on for weeks or months. So to play devil's advocate to my devil's advocate, (laughs) (laughs) you know, there's, there is the, I understand the idea of if you want to keep people separate, separated. And I guess you can, we live in a great time. You know, these are the best of times. These are the worst of times. Literally we live in the great time where you and I can have this discussion where 
the entire franchise of the Miami Dolphins can hop on a telecommunications call or on Skype or wherever, you know, whatever you're using and organize all their thoughts together and, and the players and the agents can all be virtual as well. So I, I guess I've talked myself out of, and, and even the analysts can be in their own homes and stuff. And this may be a bad sign for television. I saw, uh, you know, news people and sports people, especially in local television, doing their, doing their shows from, um, from their own homes, you know, doing their segments, you know, of, of, the, yeah. of, of that. And it's just like, well, what, what do you, what, why is it necessary for you to even go into the studio then in the future? I mean, it, it's, it's going to change a lot of the, a lot of our lives and I, it, whether it's going to change it for the better, I don't know, but this whole crisis is going to change our lives. But anyways, my point is that why can't we do, I guess I talked myself back out of my devil's advocate being the devil's advocate. Why can't we still do it? Because everybody can still be at home. And as long as there's still an internet connection, we can all conference in, we can do everything. And I mean, even production, television production companies, a lot of that can probably be run virtually at this point. So why stop the NFL draft? Why not, why not say, put their, I mean, put, put their, uh, put their flag in the sand and say, no, no, we're moving ahead as, as, as scheduled. And everybody, everybody, whether, whether it's the whole Miami Dolphins front office or whomever, they're going to be, they're going to be, they're going to be safe and sound in their own homes with their own families. Yeah. And I think the one thing is it's what it'll come down to the, for the NFL is, is it a bigger boom for us to ho- have the NFL draft or a bigger PR hit to be having it? I think that will ultimately decide what goes on. But ultimately, again, I think there will still be an NFL draft. I mean, you know, you look at reports of what's going on right now in different war rooms across the NFL. The GM and the coach might be in the office or the GM, you know, his top assistant, and then everyone else is on conference call. That's that's what we're going to see. The main difficulty, I think, that could throw a loop in all of this is if, let's say, we're a week away from the NFL draft and a general manager test positive for the coronavirus. If he's not available, what's going to happen in that war room? If multiple general managers get it, there's different complexities here. But I think, as you mentioned, just first of all, this is a fascinating time in our history. It's it's the long-term view, but this is history book down the line, future generations when they read about this. It is incredibly fascinating how we handle it, how it changed everything we do. I think, you know, you mentioned just how networks are handling it with more shows being done at host homes i think we'll see more of that but for now it's you know we we fly by the seat of our pants and do whatever we can to try and make things feel normal in a time when nothing feels that way i want to ask you about that where you get the pitchfork mentality especially with with social media because it's amplified you know versus as it was in uh, you know 10 years ago with the h1n1 virus the swine flu i want to ask you about that in just a second here Hey everyone, this is Stan Wangler from Just Thinking. Stop on by this week and listen to some of the great podcasts we have lined up for you. Two in particular are really good shows. One is called Are We Driving Ourselves Insane? Well, are we? And the next one is called Have You Been Having a Bad Day? Did You Have a Bad Day? Well, if you did, this is the show for you. And I bet you, when you get done listening, you'll feel a lot better. So join us. 
Hey everyone, this is Sharon Waxman. I'm the founder and the editor-in-chief of The Wrap, the premier news source for daily coverage of the entertainment industry. I'm also your host of this new podcast, The Wrap Up, a show that gives you an insider's look at the top stories in Hollywood. Each week, we'll bring you the latest news on the business of movies, TV, streaming, and tech. So be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll see you each week on The Wrap Up. Hey, if you're digging on the big show and you like it, what uh, you know, we're we're kind of new, we're brand new. Uh, NFL reckless speculation. You can uh, find the podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts, also Google, Stitcher, Spotify. Very very nice, and of course uh, the website home for NFL reckless speculation is sportsnot.com. So the H1N1 virus, according to the CDC. And now, granted, I'm no expert. I'm just I'm just reading the uh, the CDC numbers. Affected 60 million Americans back in 2009 and 2010. I guess it lasted for about a year, and they guessed that there was 20,000 deaths. Now, unfortunately, things seem much worse with this virus. However. One of the things that we didn't have back then was social media. Social, well, social media was around, but it was in its infancy. Now we have social media and people come out and they're like, oh my God, how can you have NFL free agency? It's always doom and gloom. There's, there is a segment of the population. There's a segment of people who always want to shut stuff down when things aren't going well. Now, NFL... The NFL moved forward with free agency, and I, myself, it was a great distraction for myself, just like I think the NFL draft would be a great distraction if it's putting no one in danger, and we'll get to your point on the on the GMs in just a second, but is they're, the NFL is going to face that pressure just because there's because social media is going to you know there's oh my god how can you do that you're horrible horrible people you know right and do we yeah. do we let do we let the do we let the lunacy of social media dictate our lives fully I guess is what I'm asking yeah now it's like obviously you know before the NFL made the decision to we're going to move forward with free agency there was. You might say there was a majority saying you shouldn't do this. I was on the side, maybe the minority view of where, you know what, move forward with free agency. This is a thing that can all be done electronically. Now, there are some interlying issues that, you know, with guys like Cam Newton or Tua Tagovailoa who need to pass physicals that, you know, complicate matters a little bit. But for the grand picture, this is a distraction for people. This is something where, you know, let's say you're in Indianapolis, not not a whole lot is feeling very good right now, but you know what? The NFL offseason is going on. Your team just added DeForest Buckner and Philip Burrs. Even if it's for a day, that gives you a sense of hope, something to get your mind off everything else going on in your life. And that distraction can be so releasing. So I think, I think, yeah, I, you know, with the social media thing, the, the voices that complain the most are always the loudest. Right. That's it gets the retweets. It gets the most attention. It's the most controversial. So that's why we're seeing those opinions out there. But I think in the end, you know, it's, it'll come down to the business decision. I think the NFL will make the business decision to move forward with the NFL draft. Yeah, I, I hope they do. And and now your, your point with the general manager or several or several key people getting, 
sick from coronavirus because it seems like we're at that point. I, I also understand the other side of the argument is that, well, yeah, it's, 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 that's not good. And, and, and how does it affect the organization and the families? I, I guess I could use it. It's a stupid argument here and I'm going to admit it's a stupid argument. What if a general manager was hurt in a car accident and was unavailable? They wouldn't stop the draft. Now, granted, what if it was a van full of general managers uh, that were hurt in a car accident? Would they stop the draft then? They might, they, they might not just because the the show must go on in some way. So I don't know what to do. It's, I guess you just got to see, you just got to take the temperature, no pun intended, of, of, of how things are going in three weeks since we're almost about three weeks. So we're about four weeks away from the NFL draft. And, and the, and the good news is there's no location. So now it's just, it's just putting on the show, uh, on television or on the internet. And, uh, if you have to cancel, I mean, you could, you could pretty much go, you know, three days up until the draft, if you wanted to put it off for a couple of, uh, more, uh, a couple of months. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Absolutely. You know, I would say if it's one, well, first of all, with these NFL teams, they have plans in place. You know, this is unprecedented territory we're in right now as a country and as a world, but NFL teams, if emergencies arose, they have second in commands. They have pro scouting directors. They have, you know, directors of pro personnel. They have guys who have, who are that right-hand man for the GM. I mean, after all, these are the people who get hired for future GM positions. So they have that plan in place. It might be a little bit more complicated, but they have those guys in place where if, you know, things get bad, they can turn to someone else for a few days. And, you know, one thing I do want to add to this, because I do think the NFL draft happens, and I think one thing we'll see, and, you know, fans will be something interesting, is I think we're going to see more trades for future draft picks. Because with no pro days, you know, limited time for guys to go visit, really most visits canceled for top prospects and those third, fourth, fifth round guys, day three guys, you know, they didn't have a chance to prove themselves. There's less information on them. So I think you're going to see more teams be like, you know what, I'll trade you my third-round pick this year for a third-round pick next year because, listen, there's not enough information here. And while I'd normally want a second-round pick to go back a year, I'll take a third-round pick at this point because, you know, there's, so, there's less to go off of. So I think we're going to see more 2020 for 2021 draft pick trades. That's an interesting take. I never thought about that. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's 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 uh, that's interesting. Yeah, I'm just I'm just letting that mull through my mind and the ramifications potentially of that. Uh, but then there's the, yeah, okay. So yeah, let, let, let's let's play worst case scenario. God help us and do a little reckless speculation. Um, I want to ask you um, in just a second about what happens if the draft doesn't happen. What happens if the NFL season doesn't happen? Business with personality. That's the idea that launched London's business newspaper, City AM, 15 years ago. And it's the same idea that inspired our new daily podcast, The City View, where you'll find me, City AM editor Christian May, interviewing the most well-known, influential and colourful figures from business, politics and finance. The City View from City AM, with a new episode every morning. It's the perfect start to your working day. And let's go, Raider Nation. It's me, Evan Grote, host of Just Pod Baby. Join me as I bring you the latest news on your Las Vegas Raiders. 
On Just Pod Baby, I will give you my thoughts on all things silver and black. And of course, you can expect to receive the best information from top-notch guests. Be sure to listen to Just Pod Baby, a Las Vegas Raiders podcast, part of the Silver and Black Today Media Group. What's going on? You have John Wanglin, one of the hosts of Wrestling With Reality. Check out our shows this week on Wrestling With Reality. We have some great shows. We have our MMA show. We look at... Is Khabib Namagamadov versus George St. Pierre a reality? Why John Jones is such a disgrace to the UFC? We also have on WCW Monday Nitro Watch Along, and we take a look back at Triple H in his 25-year career in the WWE. So check out Wrestling with Reality on all major podcast outlets. Hey, if you like the cut of mine, Jim, you can follow me on Twitter. It's HeyTC. I rarely ever post, so you got that going for you, which I know you will appreciate. Uh, you can follow Matt uh, on Twitter. It's M, well, not MJ. That's Michael Jordan on Twitter. Uh, it's uh, Matt J underscore sports on Twitter. And then if you want to follow the show, it's uh, basically you can follow us uh, via myself or uh, uh, sports not actually, which is underscore. No, no, there's no underscore in sports not. It's just at sports not, as in juggernaut sports and then N A U T. Baby. So worst case scenario, the draft is canceled. The season is canceled. It goes the route of uh, the governor of New York, which I think uh, he mentioned uh, four to nine months this could last potentially. And so that gets us to the end of the year. What happens? So there's no college football. There's no pro football. What happens in the spring of 2021 when the NFL draft comes up again. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned the worst case scenario and I like to take the frame of mind where if you prepare for the worst case scenario, anything else that happens is lesser than that. And you're equally prepared for that, if not more so. So I think as football fans, as sports fans in the back of our mind, we should prepare for the thought of maybe there won't be an NFL season this year. Maybe there won't be college football season. And if that happens, I think, first of all, it's going to drastically shape, shake everything. It's going to impact Major League Baseball. It's going to impact the NBA. You know, we could see, because, again, weather is going to come into play with this. You know, we see places like Green Bay where, you know, it gets to December and January, the weather gets colder. So are they going to decide, you know what, we're going to have to push this back even further. So maybe we're looking at March for a season to begin you know, April, but then we're getting into the 2021 NFL draft and there was no prospects playing in that this season college football potentially. So I think it's a, in this worst case scenario, I honestly believe it would have to be a situation where because of everything that goes on, you're talking about maybe the summer of 2021 when all sports return. Yeah, that'd be crazy. Now let's talk about the uh, financial impact of this. What happens if, God forbid, the season doesn't happen? Are NFL players going to be paid? Are I, because there's no revenue coming in. I mean, let's let's call it what it is. This is kind of force majeure uh, as as far as contracts go, um, where it's something you just can't control. Does the, I mean, now granted the average NFL player making 500 grand or whatever it is. So they're, it's, it, they're not living a hard life. Unlike, you know, 
somebody um, somebody who's working uh, in the janitorial uh, field uh, who who may not uh, be working at uh, you know a, a corporate office now because the corporate offices are shut down. I get it. There's a big difference there, so there's a level of empathy. Um, that I have to adjust when it comes to NFL players and owners and everybody else. But aside from that, what are your thoughts on if there's no season, there's no revenue, what happens to the player contracts? I'm guessing the front office people are probably still working. And granted, the players are still working because they're working out. They're taking care of themselves. But at what point, I mean, what's the fair thing to do there? Because yeah, you can talk about, well, the owners have billions of dollars, but hey, if you're going to take a $200 million hit in one year, that's a, that's a chunk of change. And then all of a sudden your franchise is worth less because of this. And then you have to worry about the fact that will the fans come back? Because if this is a devastating event, not only to the United States uh, and to the world, but to the NFL specifically, you may not have fans coming back to the games because of that fear of, um, I mean, they may be watching on television, but they may not be uh, watching in person. So there's going to be long-term ramifications to this and people are going to find other stuff to do and other stuff to become interested in. So that's a long question and I apologize for that, but uh, I think you got where I was going with it. Absolutely. You know, let's for we'll put a figure on this too because so coming into 2019 for the 2018 season, the NFL made approximately 16 billion in revenue. That further the numbers aren't out yet, but that absolutely further increases past year. The NFL's been targeting, you know, we want to make 20 plus billion in revenue as we move forward and you know, a new CBA helps that. They're going to be in talks for new television deals, new media deals, potentially expanding to different services. All, if all of that gets thrown out the window, we're talking about, I mean, listen, we know for a fact that the NBA has a doomsday provision where if, you know, we no one expected the scenario to happen, but if we're in that doomsday scenario where all paying players stops, all the payments, everything is stopped. There's no money coming in. There's no money coming out. I wouldn't be surprised if the NFL somewhere maybe – you know, page 157, line C, section D, there's something similar because, you know, we're talking about lawyers and they prepare for everything. So I think, yeah, you know, in terms of the financial impact, both for this country and, and the NFL, it would be proportions we can barely fathom. And in terms of what the NFL does after that, when we return, because, you know, we've talked about the worst case scenario here, but in the end, we will get through this, but when we come out of this, it's as you mentioned, are NFL fans as likely to, you know, want to go to games? Are NFL fans even going to have the type of money to spend, you know, if they've been laid off for the past six, seven months? Exactly. Yep. It creates a scenario where the ramifications, even when we return to a new normal, will be lasting for years. And honestly, that's, you know, there was a lot of criticism of the players for taking that new that CBA deal. But I think as we move forward in the weeks to come, it might have been a smart decision given the level of uncertainty we have now. And, you know, heading into potential lockout when there was no football would have been a disaster, even an even greater disaster for everyone. Yeah, that's true. 
man, this is this is messed up, man. Yeah. To quote uh, to quote uh, little AJ Soprano from The Sopranos, this is dicked up. It's really dick. Um, so, all right. One, one, one final question and I'm trying to formulate it cause I've got a bunch in my head and I'm trying to pick one out. So yeah, maybe I, I guess it is what you talked about. If, if we go into a depression because of this, because of the ramifications, if this ends up being worst case scenario, and I know nobody wants that, but people also are weird and they like, and they, and they, and they kind of want the worst case scenario in some ways I feel with some people, because, you know, we like those end of world stories that Hollywood makes. And it's just like, but nobody wants to see it play out, but also it's like, Oh my God, I'm living in this. And, and uh, I don't know, this is just freaking me out this whole thing. Uh, so my question is what's what if the, if they if the NFL cancels the season and there's no revenue coming in in 2021 the NFL reboots back up you mentioned they were at 16 billion dollars is that an 8 billion dollar industry then all of a sudden instead of a 16 billion dollar industry you know i mean people might say well that seems like a huge cut but i think if you look at the fiscal impact of how things like the great depression and you know this just gets into numbers in general and i'll tie it into the NFL during the Great Depression, you had unemployment drop to about 24.9%. They're projecting in a worst-case scenario during this time, we're looking at 30%, maybe more. That The ramifications for that, absolutely. When the NFL inevitably returns, if it's in 2021, they cancel the 2020 season. Yeah, I could see $7, 8000000000 billion because, you know, they're – Media networks will be tight for cash. Everyone will be tight for cash. No one will be spending. And while we'll slowly get back into the groove of what the NFL is and excited for it again, it just won't be the same. And it could, in this worst case case scenario, it would take years to recover from. Yeah. Anyways. All right. You are in big sky country. Uh, playing it safe there. Have there been any coronavirus cases or any deaths in Big Sky Country yet? As of now, and you know, it's it's fortunate given you know everything going on in all the other states. I've only heard of eighteen right now, which you know, considering population size, is that deaths think, or is yeah. that inf- and is that test positives? Yeah, that's positive confirmed positive tests for the COVID nineteen. Okay. And, you know, one thing I would say about Montana and why, even in Wyoming, states like this, because people have so much space from each other, you know, they can still, they can go outside on their own, you know, go out for a walk. But really, there's a lot of difference, distance between people. And that's why the numbers are lower and you're seeing more states encourage, like, listen, stay inside, keep distance from people. Because if you look at Montana with the distancing we have, that's why the cases are lower right now. So from a personal aspect, and uh, maybe I'm putting you on the spot here by bringing it up on the show, as this will be my final final question, you're planning to move to Indianapolis in May. uh, And at what point do you say, I'm staying in Montana? You know, it's the timing of that question is interesting. Because just yesterday, I was thinking, you know, and, you know, I will say, so uh, this past week, I reached out to my apartment complex and I asked them, hey, what's the scenario, given the circumstances we're in, 
and immediately said, listen, we're willing to accommodate you on anything. If we have to push down your moving date, that's fine. Whatever happens, well, that's we've got you covered. That's good. Which is amazing. Yeah. I th- but, I, th- I, th- yeah. I think most people are going to be like that when it comes oh, yeah. to, you know, I've, I've heard that some people are offering rent at $100 a month now because the people that can withstand kind of a little bit of a financial push here. I, I hope those are the types of people that step up. Now, granted, there's going to be a bunch of a-holes and, and such that won't step up, but for the most part, Americans are good people, even though we may not agree, uh, you know, on social media and, and when it comes to other topics, you know, about, you know, Def Leppard and Van Halen being the two greatest bands of all time. So, you know, I, just my take on it, but what do I know? Uh, but yeah, so I, I, th- I think I think at this time, granted, despite what's going on with you know Congress and anything else around Washington and social media, I think most people are good. And if we could just divorce ourselves from the scumbags on social media and in you know in Washington, we've elected idiots as our leaders essentially, and this is now the chickens coming home to roost, I suppose. So. Yeah. Anyways, but that's an, that's another topic. I, I don't want to get into politics, but I, I just can't stand any politicians. They're just the worst people in the world next to Hollywood actors. There's nobody dumber in my mind. Um, but yeah. anyways, then my rant aside, going back to your, your, your final thing there is, is yeah. So if continue your thought there as I'll, as I'll give, also I'll give you the last word as that one guy would, uh, used to say, and you have the final word or whatever it was he used to say. Yeah. You know, so I think, we, uh, right now, the plan is stay in Montana for a little while longer. Maybe it's maybe it's in June again. It's unprecedented territory. And you know, the one thing I would just say for everyone: it starts dark, but it will get light. It it will get worse before it gets better. You know, it's we're headed for darker times, but it will get better. And I think one thing through all of the chaos that's going on, whether it's people you see. Whether it's you, you read about, you know, Pittsburgh Pirates players buying pizza from a local eatery, which helps them at a time when they're struggling and giving that to hospital workers. Whether it's NFL players donating some of their money to help relief efforts. Or whether it's just, you know, your friends doing what they can, donating their money or food to food banks. Those little things, let that give you hope in a time when it feels like there's so little because people around the country do care. And even when it feels like we have no power, people are doing what they can to help their fellow man. And for God's sakes, quick hoarding toilet paper. Please. And and, uh, and not deodorizer, whatever, hand sanitizer. I, I saw some some companies started doing, I, I don't know, it might have been in Australia, they started doing um, tiered pricing. So if you want to get like a, a, a thing of hand sanitizer, it's like four bucks. If you want to get a, a second one, it's $95. Hmm. So I'm just like, well, that'll uh, that'll solve some problems. But then, of course, some people on social media would say, well, you're making it so the people who are wealthy can still buy too. Well, yeah, that that's true. You, that is a good point. So, but uh, but yeah, just limit it, I guess. Just just limit yourself. Control yourself, Effie, or brace yourself, Effie. That's what Robin Williams is. Uh, Mrs. Doubtfire would say about. Uh, yeah. Anyways, 
All right. Uh, so let's wrap it up. Uh, let's put the big show in the book, NFL Reckless Speculation. You can find us on uh, Apple uh, Apple Podcasts, among other places. Uh, Matt Johnson is uh, available on Twitter to answer all your uh, questions about the NFL and the NFL draft and all the good stuff, and especially baseball, which uh, I'm really missing right about now since opening day was coming up uh, here in a couple of days. So that sucks, doesn't it, Matt? Yep. That sucks a lot. Anyway, so, all right, it's TC, everybody. And, geez, this is a really bad timing, but this is what I used to say 22 years ago. This is how I sign off the show, but I certainly, I maybe need to change my ending here because it's just not sensitive to say, I'll see you in the emergency room. I need a new ending. Maybe it should be Baba Booey to (laughs) y'all. I don't know. (laughs) All right, take care. Stay safe, stay smart. How's that? Better? Yes, better. Smartphones have made it easier than ever to capture the moments that matter most in our lives. But all too often, those memories end up stuck on our devices or in the cloud. Fracture prints your digital photos directly onto glass, making your favorite moments come alive in vivid color. Hand-assembled in the USA in our solar-powered facility, Fracture glass prints are a unique and beautiful way to display and share your favorite moments. They also make thoughtful gifts. Simply upload your photo at FractureMe.com, select your size, and your glass print will be shipped to you ready to hang with just one screw. Use code POD15 in your cart to get 15% off your order. Focus on moments that matter with Fracture Glass Prints.